Locked on Boomer in the Morning. Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Very nice. What are you laughing about? No, you just singing in here. That's my uh, Love and Dino. electric I guitar. It. Yeah, I heard Harmonizing. it. What does it sound like? <laughs> do you know you're doing it when you do it, or is it just kind of one of those things? Dean, your greatest gift to the world is how comfortable you make people in your I presence, know, yeah. and that's why Cam Moon drops f bombs, and why I do my humming electric guitar. It's a real gift. Flames game day brought to you by South Point Toyota. Time to Toyota under the Toyota Tower of Power. Get zero down, no payments until August 2022 OEC. Ask about the free lifetime oil and filter offer, South Point Toyota. You should ask about that. I'm not saying it's a guarantee, but at least ask about it, right? It's like they tell you, you're not going to get something unless you ask for it. You can't get a yes if you don't ask. That's right. Uh, Flames game day tonight. Get your helmet on. Coyotes in town to take on the Flames. We were... Uh, they missed 100% uh, of the shots you yeah, don't take. Yeah. Michael Scott. That's right. The Coyotes come to town. And what is, what is their story? They lost 4-2 on, uh, on Tuesday to the Seattle Kraken. They have lost three in a row, despite a pretty good march. They yeah. won four in a row. They had won six of seven. Now the three-game slide. Beat some big boys in there. The Colorado twice. Toronto, although the Toronto had a tutor-tutor in that. Uh, Dallas. Vegas, they've uh, they've been a tricky little nut to crack at times here. The money that they have dedicated to buyouts, buyouts, dead cap, like retained salary, Mm -hmm. and the IR right now. That's beautiful. Which is a little different. I mean, IR, the guys that are on There's some normal people that are hurt, but there's also just a lot of um, corpses from other organizations. Andrew Ladd, who honestly felt like one of those guys who was just never going to play again, mm-hmm. but they picked up the salary because they want to get to the floor. Actually came back mm-hmm. and played play little, yeah. and then and then got hurt again. Uh, Brian Little, Cash former time. Jet, he went to the Coyotes. He has two years left at $5.29 million. On this year, we talk about salary cap issues oh, here. It's like, geez, I've got to make some money for that Gaudreau contract. They have $21.5 million on their injured reserve right now. Another 2.7, essentially, in retained salary. They've kept money on Johan Larson, OEL to Vancouver, and Darcy Kemper. Oh, and this is the final year of a buyout on Michael Grabner. $1.25 million That's a lot cap. of money that doesn't help your hockey team win. No. Yeah, that, 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 nothing. No, Yaskin was supposed to be a player. Roussel, Beagle were also that they could get that nine overall pick and get out from under OEL's contract where they're eating some salary, so kind of related and then some other guys are just hurt but if you look at their roster a significant portion of their financial commitments are deals made to financially help other teams here's a second rounder take Shane Goss despair Shane Goss is having a good year he's fine but um, you know there's no Rasmus risk the line and so they had to move the salary out in Philly here's a second take him here's a second take Andrew Ladd Here's pick nine overall. It's not take off the Roussel Beagle Erickson mm. money for us. 
it's now how not how you want your teams to be run in the well, National Hockey League. Yes and no. If you're going to be but, bad and have cap space, absolutely do this. But no, you don't want to be bad. But if you are, do this. Do it, but don't do it for five, six, seven straight years right. like they've been doing. Yeah, and the problem was is that they got the new owner and he thought they were good and they went chips in on Taylor Hall when they had no business going chips in on a UFA rental at the deadline. They weren't that good. Yeah, what did they pay there? A first, Merkley and somebody else, the yeah. big OHL defender. Like, wh- what? I don't know. At the same time, I feel like if... The GM didn't want to do it. The owner said, we're good. Okay, boss. At some point, right? Like, gosh, they've been so bad for so long. But doesn't it feel like the Skinner extension in Buffalo? It's like you get a little run of success, which may or may not be luck. And it's like, okay, well, we now we got to go eight years, nine million for Skin Dog. But every year it's Team X. Well, we have some money that we need to move. Yeah. Call Arizona. I mean, if the Flames don't this offseason, I'd be upset with them. Because they don't <laughs> care about winning, and all they care they have... No, all they care about winning, but they understand where they are. They're not Next year's not a window for the Coyotes to win. But next year's it- a year where they're going to have cap space. They need to get to the floor, and if they can pull another first or second round pick from you to eat one year of bad money, then yeah, they'll do it. That's good business. See, I don't get it, because you hammer Ottawa. and no, Ottawa doesn't do this. It's as bad or worse in Arizona. I hey, they're, look. they're the laughing stock of the league. Like they truly, are. it's like I think we this. Need, we, I think this GM has done a very good job. <laughs> I do. I think when you get yourself out from under OEL's contract, that's genius. Because you can look at it and say they have seven picks in the first two rounds. Genius, is it, or is it pretty easy just to say, yeah, I'll take Brian Little and his salary because you have a good team and need room. Well, Give if me it's a easy second or not, round. It doesn't pick. matter. It's what you do. If they didn't have those extra four second-round picks, you'd be happier with them? No, but it's not working for them. They've been doing this for years. They've never done it like this. They've never had this kind of picks. The new GM's made a lot of smart moves. Tell me about the blunder the new GM's no, made. No, but, I mean, uh, Pavel Datsuk was a long-time Arizona Coyote. Chris Pronger, was okay, he no, not a Coyote? Datsuk's like, what got them Chikrin. You can't just delete that. Yeah, and now they want to trade Chikrin. Well, they're talking about it. They well, haven't. I mean... They, if you they can have get been three spiraling first, the toilet for years and years. I'm not suggesting that everyone needs to go out and do an Arizona thing, but put yourself in the shoes of the new GM who arrived, what, a year ago? You suck. Your owner doesn't have a lot of money to spend. You need to get to the floor. What do you do? You get as many assets as you can. You, you get to the floor. You give like, this them isn't way what Ottawa does. You give them way too much. I mean, the, the owner doesn't have money. You're letting him off the hook. And Eugene has money, but you crush him all Eugene the time. Eugene doesn't have money. I'm telling you, it's the Spider-Man meme. These two are not that, not that different. Tell me about the move where Ottawa took on some bad money lately. Like, But does that necessarily... Like in the FNUF deal with Gabrick a well, thousand years ago? But like, that's sorry. fine. No, that, they're not operating the same way at all. But that, again, Ottawa's acting that's like they're fine. contenders. That's fine. If you take dough, take do, is it working for them? Well, they're doing teams a lot of favors, and then they're getting picks. So, so and are those picks so you, turning into anything? You tell me well, how many years we'll need to find out if the seven picks in the first two rounds they have are going to help them or not. I don't think now's the time to judge it. So so they so, will have another three, four, five years of being shirt, and it's, hey, that's all part of the plan. It takes time, right? Yeah. So, no, no. They, they inherited an absolute mess here. If, if you're the GM a year into this, yeah, like the, it's... Why did you not have your first a couple of years ago for for Taylor Hall? What that's, were you thinking? That's one pick. 
one first rounder for a team that's dude, awful. That's one pick in a year. You need to you you need to try and fill your building. You need to try and satisfy they your fan base. You want to get close. It's like <laughs> I'd give up a first round pick in a year where it seems like we might be able okay. to get in. So let it's me let me pick. make myself clear where I'm at on the Arizona Coyotes. Their owner's awful, probably the worst in the NHL. The market is no good unless you can get a brand new building in downtown Phoenix. It's not going to work in the suburb that they're in. The league has sunk good money after good money after good money into this. They want it to work. It's been an awful decision. They would have been way better off putting another team in Ontario. It's an unmitigated disaster from the ownership perspective. The GM that got hired a year ago has done a really good job. So debate me anything you want there. That's my take on the Coyotes. I don't think you can say he's done a good job until you see how these trades pan out. So you didn't like the Shane Gostas bear with a second. He's, you didn't like that again, deal. It, yeah, picks are great. So Shane Gosper's sure, not it's you, great. You, you, Shane Gosper for what? For free? You didn't like that deal. It's great. So, so you do or you don't like you, that deal? If you spin that into something, then yeah, that's you a big win. You don't even have to spin the second anything. You got Shane Goss to spare. He's got like two-thirds of a point a game as a defenseman. Okay. How are they doing? Are they any better than they've ever, like... So one year in's a good time to judge the GM. That's what I'm hearing from you. But hey, he's been here for a year. Let's go look at those again, standings. So That'll you're, tell us what so we So you're know. saying Bill Armstrong's the first guy to go into Arizona and take on bad money and dead money for draft picks? No, but he's done go it more aggressively look, than anyone else. Look at the he's, names he's that have been on that Arizona Coyotes team. Every year they have some guy who's been of out of the league for two yeah. or three. So why and is it so different it now? And so it got them Jacob Chikorin. It got them Shane Gossespierre. It's got them seven picks in the first two rounds. Like, are they good? No, no one's saying they're good. But have they got a better chance of being good later? Yeah, they do. Like, if you're suggesting that there's another thing they should be doing here, like, let us know. What should the GM be doing that he's not doing? Well, this, again, we're spinning and we'll move on. But it's the same thing they've been doing, and they're 31st out of 30. They're tied for dead last again. You know what they've been doing? Rolling in shirty owners for the last two decades there and ripping through management teams that hadn't done the job before. That's the problem in Arizona. It's not taking on dead money that's a problem. They're not run well. They finally got someone that looks like he knows how to do the GM job. I, and I say there's no way to judge it. I just like you, the moves you, he's made. You can, like, you can like what they're doing, so, like and it, I do too. But doesn't sound like it. <laughs> well, but again, it's you look at draft picks. It's like, oh, big win. Well, yeah, but we. what are those picks going to be? Yeah, we, we, we went through know, it. We went through it this morning and looked at those. They've had first rounders and first rounders and first rounders. Who's who's crushing it for them? Keller. That's about it. Like it's not I Barrett mean, Hayton and Pierre Olivier Joseph or Dylan Strome well, or Brandon Perlini or Max Domi or Henrik Samuelson or Jordan Martinook or Connor Murphy. I mean, these are all for Brandon Gormley. These are all first rounders. Gormley. That's way back. That was a big Damon Lyko selection, wasn't it? Uh, Yokinen. Yokinen. The Yokinen trade. That's what it was. Anyway. Calgary time. No, um, hey, look, they're, they're in a crappy spot. There's no quick fix, but I say less picks or more picks. Take more, please. More darts to throw. Why don't you take those picks and turn them into good players? They sure could this offseason. You know, they really could. We got three if firsts, you, we got four at, seconds, but will they? So Arvidsson moved for a pick. Uh, Bushnevich moves for a pick. Nadelkovich moved for picks. Like, when... Like some teams will start doing that, and this—I don't know if it's this the offseason they do it, but I don't think you want that many kids. Like that's going to be a nightmare with contracts and AHL spots. Like I think absolutely these picks are in play to find roster players, and you go to a team that's in a cap pinch and say, "Hey, we'll take this actually pretty good hockey player off your hands. You need the cap space." Like I don't expect them to make seven selections in the first two rounds. They're all assets, man. 
what are, are we going to see? What was the Coyotes? I'm just checking here. Of course, tonight. They don't play Saturday, then Sunday, Monday, Winnipeg, Edmonton on the road. Is there a chance we see the newcomer Harry Sateri, the former Leaf, in the in the net tonight? Because Joseph Forever a Leaf. Coronar was brought up on an emergency basis. They then scooped Harry Sateri. The Leaf fans were up in arms. How could you How do it? How dare you? Carol Vimelka's been the guy for them, though. He signed the uh, the extension, kicks in next year. 2.725 for Vente Mocha, as you... Uh, Carmel Vente Mocha. As you call, yeah. You call my other things off the air. But. I know you do. Uh, we discussed it earlier for the purposes of uh, this being, I guess, a radio show and not just a podcast. If you listen to the podcast, you first talk about it already, but if you're just turning on your radio this morning, uh, we discussed the fact that it looks as though... Sean Monahan could be a healthy scratch tonight. He uh, was an extra, as they call it. There were four lines that all kind of skated together, and then Trevor Lewis and Monahan kind of filled in on the edges during practice. They will skate this morning, and probably safe to say, if it looks very similar, Monahan won't play tonight, which is uh, which would be new for sure. I would. Kind of going back, I can't think other than injury. And there was disciplinary reasons going back years ago when some young lads went to a Super Bowl party and mm. didn't get to practice on time. A little late. A little late. Red eyes. A little hung. Missed that game. But this was Ryan Huska who was out talking to the media yesterday. Eric Francis asked about the, you know, the is it a delicate issue when you have a veteran and you go through the healthy scratch process? Or is that just kind of the way teams need to look at it now or, or the flames if you're looking to change the culture if that's if it's earned then is this just part of how it works this is the way it works now for us in the nhl where it maybe hadn't in the past but part of us changing culture is there's uh, accountability in in regards to how we need each individual to play and as i said earlier how we have to play as a team and that's what daryl's one of his big things that he's come in and he's changed and our, our players in the room know it. And that's the reason why I go back to my comment on Sean. He's bought in to what's being asked of him. So he's doing things um, that are being asked of him, really. And he's, um, he's been a good soldier about that. Not easy. The whole thing, because we've talked about it for a long time. And it's, it, what it does is it sucks for everybody. Because the Flames' best-case scenario is have Sean Monaghan centering the top line, scoring 35 goals a year like he was four years ago. That's going to happen. Right? Bad news, yeah. Uh, that's great for Sean. That's great for the Flames. It's great for the team. And that's so this is yeah. Right? This is not one of those things where, ha-ha, yeah. No, this, this, this is a first-rounder who didn't – it doesn't need to look like a, like a, <clears throat> excuse me, a failed pick. No, it was a great pick. You were you were given credit for getting that guy where you got him for a number of years, but now you 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 look at the player and he's just not at the same level. He can't find the net. His foot speed has gone down. His confidence is gone. Uh, he he looks like a guy who doesn't want the puck on his stick. And probably I would be the same way. You're just rattled. Nothing's going your way. It's been what 15 games since he's found the net. Uh, I think the stat we had the other day after the Sharks' loss was 14 games without a point, 16 without an even strength point. So no good. 
Yeah, no right? good. No good. Uh, and not a lack of effort to your point. And I think a lot of people, no one's saying this is a bad guy. No one's suggesting that. Anyone thinking that, you know, why do you hate Sean Monahan? You're missing the point. Um, everyone wants Sean Monahan to be great, including Sean Monahan and this coach and, you know, the fan base. Just not where he's at right now. And, and he went and moved to fifth for a centerman on a fourth line. May as well get a look at him at some point. If it's tonight or not, we'll see. Could he skate in practice or the morning skate? Top four lines and play tonight? 100% he could. Yep. Absolutely. Could. They play two games in two days. Could he not play tonight, jump right back in tomorrow? 100%. But it's part of a bigger story, and it's not – you're not looking to stir up bleep. He has – what is it, five even strength goals, did you say? Got Three. eight. <laughs> 63 games, eight goals. A team worst minus 16. He's got three even strength goals. He had three last year. Three even strength goals. Two years in a row here. I um, mean, he might end up with four or five. It's uh, it's awful, the the production at even strength. And it's not that he's not trying. It's just that the tools that he has at his disposal right now are not nearly as good as they were before. Craig Morgan covers the Arizona Coyotes. We'll get his thoughts on, you know, what, what where are they at, right? It's... It's another non-playoff year. We've talked about it. They got a bunch of draft picks. There's a rink issue and there's you know a standings issue, but you take some picks and you should be able to, or you would hope, spin this and turn this thing around. Rebuilds don't have to take forever and ever anymore. Are the Coyotes poised to be one of those teams that can turn it in a hurry? We'll talk with Craig when we come back. Sportsnet 960, The Fan. You're listening to Boomer in the Morning with Ryan Pinder on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. All right, buddies, listen up. It's time for Boomer's Picks. Wild Rose Brewery, it's Friday. Mm. Chance for you here. Do a little bit of winning. The birds are chirping. The snow is melting. Spring is officially here. And Wild Rose Brewery has the perfect beeration brew to match. What's a beeration, Ryan? That's when you take two. You're gonna mix the two different beer flavors to make okay. an incredible uh, super beer flavor. Today, the beeration, Sunset Cadet, half oh. refreshing, effervescent raspberry ale, mixed with a half hazy Sun Scout India Session ale for a smooth, fruity tropical flavor. Try Sunset Cadet and other beerations. When you pick up the Herd Mix Pack or ask your server to whip up a batch next time you're at the tap room. Yeah, I'll do that. Details at wildrosebrewery.com. We got a little uh, we got a little prize pack, $50 gift card. I like it in ISA, Dean. You know the IPA is like, boy, that's pretty hoppy there. Mm-hmm. I want to shoot my eyeballs into sp- ISA. Oh, okay. Is that what you do? Yeah, nice. Just a okay, little bit, yeah, not enough. too much. Yeah. Uh, tonight, the Arizona Coyotes come to town. Here's your question. The winner uh, will receive that prize pack. If you can come through with the right answer on our text line. Clayton Keller leads the Arizona Coyotes goals, points. Who was drafted one pick before him? One pick prior to him in 2016. That's so weird of you to go into draft history. A little weird. Yeah, well, again, during a four-minute commercial break, it's about about what I'm going to go with. So who was it? Text it in, 960-960. You got the right answer. We'll pick one of you, Hmm. and you'll be a winner. You tell us what draft year it was? I already did. 
not going to tell you again. Uh, Craig Morgan might know. Craig mm. Morgan, of course, he uh, covering the Arizona Coyotes, the next opponent for the Flames coming in tonight. Man, good to uh, good to talk to you. Thanks for getting up and doing this with us today. No problem, guys. I'm actually already working, so oh. happy to join. Oh, do you, oh, God, just crushing it. Just crushing it. You know what? The trade deadline's come and gone, but still, you're uh, you're getting up and getting her done. We appreciate that. We like that kind of That effort. means you're not a GM yet. If you're still working after Monday, you're not a GM. <laughs> These guys are just going to go down to Palm whatever now. Yeah, and Palm was something, the GM yeah. meetings. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, a lot of work to be done. Everyone's got their feet up. Yeah. What, uh, Honestly, with all the work, those guys just—they probably earned it because I can't fair. imagine. I was talking to Bill Armstrong, and I mean, he, he said he just didn't get any sleep for like four days. Just was terrified to even go to sleep because when you factor in the time change, it's just insane for a guy on the West Coast because guys get to work a lot earlier on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. So tonight, the Coyotes come in, and it felt like for a while, maybe fifty-fifty at best, we would see or not see Jacob Chikrin on the back end. I'm curious about the player because I know in his draft year it felt like maybe he slid a little bit, and then there were some questions, you know, does he have the hockey skill? Does he have the smarts for it? And then very soon after, it's like, no, he's very good. Uh, this, is a, this is a good pick by the Coyotes. Then his name shows up in trade rumors. Um, and it seemed like there was way too much smoke for there ought to be fire to some extent. Where is, I, I, tell me from your perspective, what is Jacob Chikrin and why would the Coyotes potentially be looking at trading, the, unless they can get a wild return, everybody's for sale, right? But why would Chikrin not be a, uh, a cornerstone moving forward? Well, he was when they went into the offseason. Then you bring in a new coach. He was in a different role. He was off their first power play unit. He was playing a lot more of his uh, Starts were in the defensive zone. I don't think he was happy with this role. He obviously was not flourishing because at one point he was a minus 29, worst in the league. He was really struggling defensively. And uh, if you remember a report over the summer that where the Islanders called in, checked in on the availability of Jacob Chikrin, they were told he was not available. But I think the camp got wind of it. And as this season started to unfold, the Chikrin camp suddenly warmed to the idea of moving to another team where maybe he could have a different role. And, and I think more importantly, where he'd have a chance to win right now. The Coyotes are clearly in a rebuild. They are at rock bottom, and they're probably going to be there for a couple more seasons. When you're, a, when you're a defenseman of Jacob Chikrin's ability coming into your prime, you can understand a guy not wanting to basically just give up three years of their career with no chance of winning. I don't think it got as far as, got as, far as demanding a trade, but I think they are open to it. And I do sense that there was some disappointment from the camp that, that he was not moved at the deadline. I do expect the Coyotes to open those talks again at the NHL draft where you're going to have, you know, potentially 31 suitors instead of just a handful of teams. So that's where we are right now. I, I, I do wonder if there's a way to mend those fences because, like you said, he's a 23-year-old defenseman, big shot, can score, can get up the ice. And he's on a great contract with a 4.6 million AAV. That's, I mean, that's second pairing money. So, in many ways, it doesn't make sense to move on from Jacob Chikrin. I sort of see it similarly as the Canucks floating JT Miller's name out there. Another guy who's immensely valuable at his current cap hit. That you know, uh, boy, we'll put the name out there, and if someone wants to overpay like crazy, we'll take it. But yeah, generally speaking, these are the guys you want to keep. And I think the, the Hagel deal reminded me of that a little too, where it's like, okay, he's a good player, but he didn't get two firsts because he's a good player. They got two firsts because he's incredibly cost-controlled and there's massive value on his cap hit. Is that not what both the Canucks yeah. and, the, and the Coyotes are trying to do here? 
Yeah, I, I completely agree with you on the Hagel deal, especially when you look at Tampa's window and, and how, how much they've struggled with the cap over the, the past couple seasons. That's exactly why they made that move. But we'll see with, with Chikrin. You guys have all heard the, uh, the uh, ask for Jacob Chikrin. It's, you know, generally speaking, you know, these things are negotiable, but I've heard a first-round pick, a top prospect, and then a top young existing player. So that's, that's a big haul. And, and who knows if that price will go up even more at the draft, and who knows if teams will actually offer it in the end. Look, if, I can tell you this. If Bill Armstrong doesn't get what he's looking for for Jacob Chikrin, he's not going to move him. There's, there's no pressure and, and, and whether the player wants to play somewhere or not, he's just not going to undervalue an asset like that. So definitely a storyline to watch when we get to the NHL draft. What have you made of the new GM? And we sort of went back and forth on it. Uh, collecting tons of picks is nice, but what's the plan here? Do they use all these? Do they trade them for real players? Like, what do you see the window to this team returning to respectability? Well, you saw them already use one of those second round picks to uh, get Jack McBain. So they're, they're open to those sorts of deals. I, I never expected them to execute eight draft picks within the first 50 of this year's draft. That's a lot of work. So they already used one of those. But, yeah, they, they, they do want to acquire as much draft capital as possible because they've, in my opinion, assembled the most complete and most experienced scouting staff this franchise has ever had. They want to give them, you know, tickets, go to work. Um, and when you have more numbers, you have a better chance of hitting on some of those because we know that the draft is – is a crapshoot, but the idea here is, you know, try and accumulate those assets really over the next couple of seasons still. And they're hoping that, you know, they come out of this around the same time that their, their proposed arena along the uh, banks of Rio Salado uh, gets built, you know, so we're looking like three years down the road, four years down the road, they hope to be a playoff contender again. It's been a great year for Clayton Keller. I think sometimes it can be hard when there's not, when the winning isn't there, young guys like Keller is, 22, 23 years old, to maybe, uh, you know, it, it gets tough. He has responded in a big way, career numbers. He's got 27 goals to lead the team, 62 points in 63 games. I don't care who you're playing for. That's, that's dynamite as a 23-year-old. He's not a big guy. How's, uh, how's Clayton Keller doing it this year? It's funny. It goes all the way back to his summer. When, it, when he showed up for media day, I looked at him, and the first thing I said is, you put on some weight. And he, he, he told me he put on seven pounds. In all of his previous seasons of NHL hockey, he had only put on five pounds since his draft year. So this past summer topped them all. I really see it impacting him in battles. A lot of, there, there are a lot of things. He just seems to have more confidence going into tougher areas than he did in the past. He shied away from those areas in the past. But he's also a more complete player. I've seen so many elite defensive plays from him this season. And quite frankly, I never saw those from Clayton Keller before. So he's doing all the things that he needs to do on the ice. He's getting more opportunities. His ice time is up. He's playing late in games. He's playing on the penalty kill. Andre Turinji has a lot of faith in him. He's given him a lot of leash. And I, I think Clayton is really excited about that. Uh, that was not the case under Rick Tockett. And, and granted, he had to earn some of that. But he's just getting a lot more opportunity right now. And he's taking advantage of it. As you guys can see, he's a point per game player, which is something that the Coyotes have not had a lot of in their history. You uh, made uh, reference to a new rink. Walk us through how the next few years unfold, what we know is going to happen and what still is uh, you know, working on trying to get done. Yeah, they're going to play at uh, Arizona State University's uh, their, their college arena. It's a 5,000-seat arena. Actually, won't even be that many for NHL hockey. Javier Gutierrez, their president, told me he'll seat uh, 4,700 for NHL games. 
they're going to be there for the next three years at least, and they have options to extend that if it, it takes longer to get that arena along. The, like I mentioned earlier, the uh, permanent arena in Tempe Bill. Um, you know, I don't know where the Tempe City Council is going to go with this. I don't think anyone knows. They're hoping that a, a vote comes within the next couple of months. And, and what that would do is if, if they have clarity this spring, it will give them actually an extra half year. So there is some thinking that they could get the arena built in three and a half years. So then you're only talking about three seasons in the multi-purpose arena. But of course, that's all on the, up in the air right now. We just had a, a city council election. Um, one of the seats changed, actually two of the seats changed hands. So we'll see how it goes. If they don't vote, before July, those new council members are seated, and then, then things change again. So that is clearly their, their ultimate goal, though, is to move into that arena, have everything dovetail with moving into that arena. And, and <laughs> I'm sure you guys have heard this before. There's a certain player who's going to be a free agent in Toronto who is from Arizona. Really? They would love to bring him home as well. Hmm, interesting. <laughs> um, so I guess the, 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 if you're being skeptical, you'd say, okay, like, isn't uh... – you know, Tempe's city council, they'd probably talk to other city councils or like, what have they heard about business relationships with the current owner? What is your level of confidence that this can get done? We don't know how city council is going to vote. You said that, but I mean, it doesn't seem like this ownership group is a popular one in the Valley. They haven't been forging strong relationships so much as we're hearing about distressed and deteriorating relationships. I think that's fair on, on a certain level. Um, I, the, the, I guess as someone who's covered this team for the past 22 years, I have to laugh at the notion that Glendale, the poor city of Glendale, is suddenly the victim in all of this. I've been around. I know, I know that there are a lot of bad actors on that side as well. This is not a one-sided tale. So I think what the city of Tempe is doing is it's due diligence. They're, they're looking at reports. They're looking at uh, you know, impact for the airport, for traffic, or gambling economic impact. They're looking at all that, and I think they'll make an informed decision. Uh, a while back, maybe uh, more than a month ago, I had written a story saying that they were just one vote shy in the city council based on my, my conversations with sources. So uh, they didn't have a lot of work to do. They needed, they needed one more vote. To be honest, right now, I, I think they have support in the council. It's just a matter of getting it out of executive session and getting it to a vote. So we'll see where it plays out. You're right. The Coyotes haven't helped themselves. They, they made a lot of missteps, but we'll see, uh, you know, w- when I look at the uh, deal for the city of Tempe, if it is entirely privately financed, it could be an unbelievable deal for the city in an area that is currently just a dump site. It could generate all sorts of uh, tax revenue for the city and jobs, et cetera. So I think a lot of the council members look at simply that, the e- economic impact on the city. Craig, we're tight on time, but we do appreciate you, man. Enjoy the game tonight, and uh, we'll do this again soon. Really do appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Take care. Here, Craig Morgan. Only 22 years. Only 22 years covering the, uh, the That's Arizona Coyotes. That's it. Yeah. Just, uh, just Feels, kind of uh, figuring things out. What took him so long to get there? You know, it's an interesting thing with, because we've heard about that over the years. How are the players? Is it a distraction for the players? Is it going to be hard for the players? And I, I think to a certain extent, you're pros. You go to the rink, you do what your thing is, and you leave it behind. I don't know that you worry. As long as your paychecks are going through, it's, well, the owner's going to figure it no, out. Sometimes they aren't. But they now. Pay the uh, bonuses to the rookies, the other. The other. But now when the rink you're going to is 3,000 seats, mm-hmm. that would start to affect the players. Well, and then they forgot per diem and Edmonton in the bubble. And it's like, okay, is this, how long are we doing this? A couple months? No, three years. Hmm. OEL was keen to get that out of there. That will affect He's the He was there longer psyche. than anyone else. Like, who's more longer, sta- longer yeah. standing than him left on the road? I don't think there is one. 
Uh, congrats to Harold. Harry. Had a boy, Harold. Clayton Keller getting her done for the uh, Coyotes this year. 27 goals, 62 points, 63 games. Was the seventh overall pick in 2016. The question I had for you, who was drafted right before him? The answer, Matthew Kachuk. Sixth overall. There you go. And right before that, Ollie you Levy. Ollie, you watch your mouth. Goosh. Available on waivers. Yeah. And probably again soon. If you missed out the first time. I'd... I don't know if anyone Keep missed waiting. out because... Um, yeah. 31 GM said, now we're good. Congrats to Harold, our, our, uh, our uh, promotions department. They're going to be in touch with you. Just uh, be patient. Six to eight years. They'll, no, they'll get a hold of you. Weeks. Sorry. You got your, uh, you got your, pack, your pack of beers and your $50 uh, gift card to use at the tap room. Wild Rose Brewery, getting beer in the hands of Albertans for years and years to come. Wildroseberry.com. Uh, final thoughts, I guess, on the game tonight. Flames, this feels like... I get, get right spot. You've got, mm. you know, don't worry about the Oilers. I do wonder about what the goaltending thing will be, only because clearly the coach was unhappy with the goaltender after the most recent yes. game. So much so we haven't heard from the coach since the last Right? Game. It's been two days, three days. And you if haven't the goalie heard was him. good, we would have heard from the coach on Tuesday. So do you leave him sit and stew? Do you, again, behind closed doors? In. I'm sure they talk it over. You think I, he's going to go tomorrow against the Oilers. Like, I have no idea where they're going to go in net. In terms of tonight's game, I don't think it matters. I don't think you're a goaltending decision away from yeah. a different result. They, 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 I would expect Markstrom to be good if he's in, and Vladar has been quite good of late outside the Washington game. Yeah, the new territory is that there's a, that you're a little unhappy with the play of Markstrom. That's one game. That's not been no. And, and his last regulation before yeah. that was Ottawa Jam 13. Yeah. That's not a trend. It's a one-off. Um, and, and what I would expect is. We've seen them off losses look more like themselves, more committed to structure, and really blow the doors off teams. Maybe that doesn't happen tonight, but I wouldn't be surprised if it did. Well, I'm not looking to make anything, but you, you go back to that game on Friday, the miscue in overtime mm-hmm. on the Tage Thompson goal, and then very emotional three days later, he's spearing guys, letting in bad goals. Is that uh... Come on in and nearly, nearly had that shutout record right there. Come on in and nail it down. Just get a get, a get a zero tonight. Get a hang a zero. Get a zero. Or you know what? Tomorrow, hang a zero tomorrow. You want to let in a couple? And today's tonight. good. I got the I'm under for the today, Arizona goals total. Let's uh, hit that under. That's right. What you want to talk about? Brought to you by Calgary Lock and Safe. Do you own a pharmacy? Find out how Calgary Lock and Safe can retrofit your locks to meet the new mandates. Visit CalgaryLockAndSafe.com. Talking about. I can't wait to see the Coyotes make the playoffs in two years in that small barn and have Bettman pulling his hair out due to lost revenue. Well, I think the owners would be upset for sure. It'd be a good turnaround, two years. But again, if you use picks to trade rather than select players. But that would be the thing. Hey, we're excited for Coyotes hockey. They're off to round three. Tough uh, 2,500 seats uh, available for tonight's game. No, I think the city of Glendale, you wrote them a big old check. They'd let you move in. You think they'd so, kiss and make up? Well, if money solves all the, you know, what kind of a check would you turn down? To? Well, it depends how big it is. Yep, Markstrom is trending downward. Here we go. That's not the point. No, that, that wow, that's that was Jeez. your takeaway there. Holy, Goodness, that's, that's impressive. We said he hadn't lost in regulation at home since Jan 13, 
And your takeaway was that he's trending down. No, what I said oh, was man. just more from a mental spot. It's it was uncharacteristic it was of hot. him to you know flub that puck and then he speared and the wrister from the just a little different. That's all. I'm still going to say he's the number one, and has been a good a oh, he's solid still, signing. Still the one, eh? Yeah, I'm still going to uh, suggest that uh, they're better with him than without him. How many teams have Arizona on their no trade lists? My guess is literally everyone. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. Apparently, that's going to be on. Apparently, it's apparently. going to be on the uh, the docket for the uh, NHL GM meetings. Next also, week. the uh, a cap for the postseason. We know that players don't get paid in the postseason; only the regular season. So the cap goes away for the playoffs. It allowed the Lightning to get Kucherov back into the lineup, where they couldn't have under a cap scenario. We're seeing the same sort of stuff with Vegas right now. The Cooch cap, all kinds of stuff, right? Yeah. Chicago did it with Patty Kane way back when. That's uh, going to be bandied about as well. Matthews, being Austin Matthews, is a spotlight fiend. Anyone thinks he's going to uh, want to play for the most irrelevant franchise in front of 3,000 fans? You weren't listening because in that, in that they would think the rank could be there by then. So it could be theoretically 18,000 fans or 16, whatever they build it to. I've not met Austin Matthews. I don't know him. I don't think that's a wrong assessment. But I... You did see the fashion shoot? But I... it's Yeah, is he... It's, he's very un-Crosby and un-McDavid in that sense. Sure. Uh, but at the same time, do I think he would like to go home? I would believe it if if he said so. He hasn't. I mean, I think everyone, uh, there's there's some redeeming features about being close at home, and there's some drawbacks as well. Yeah, but I don't know that it's crazy talk. Uh, and again, yeah. like these are competitive humans that want to win. I don't think that's irrelevant at all. The Coyotes are still a laughing stock there now. He's not going there. You hate raisins, but how about dehydrated mushrooms? Great in soups, boom boom. I'm not no soups. I love soups. I'm if I'm putting like if I'm making like a beef barley or a stew of some sort. I'm I putting, like dehydrated hydrated mushrooms. I know for you music do. Yeah, festivals. I know you do. <laughs> They're mixed in beautifully. Oh, you know what? Try and it's been a, a while, but you know, do a radio show and. Oh my god! Guy, um, no, I'm putting fresh mushroom. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go that way. In the soup? Yeah. Is there actually any rule that says you can't play two goalies in net at the same I time? I think you probably could. I don't know that Daryl's gonna be the one to do it. As long as he's got you know six total. I'm I, again. The game is evolving. There's five Why? five forward power play we saw yesterday with the Florida Panthers. Maybe we'll see a two goalie crease tonight for uh, Daryl. At some point, taking the goalie out for an extra attacker was, whoa, what are they, crazy, yeah, what are they doing? And then, oh, you're you're using four forwards in one D. <laughs> oh, you're going to teach us old fogies something, aren't you? Two, game, game two forwards, one D, three goalies. Yeah, I see now we're talking. Get her done. How about a penalty kill with two goalies? Let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. Get that triangle up top and then two goalies, you kidding me? Men's Team Canada World Cup qualifying will happen. Great effort last night. Unlucky not to get a draw. Well, down one man. They're unbelievable with the 10 men. That was so. very impressive. When did this show turn into a sports show? Um, We're trying to get some more dried fruit here. It's, it's a tough balance because if you, don't, if you talk about sports, then people want to talk about raisins. And then when you talk about raisins, so who talks sports for sakes? I'm an American. How dare you talk NFL? Yeah. Okay, you can go away. Great. Um, now I'm looking at the standings this morning. Oh yeah. Can you uh, do the same for a moment? Yeah, I'm on them. Uh, the Atlantic division, who are your top three teams? Florida, Toronto, Boston. Mm. This is perfect because I desperately want and need 
the uh, <laughs> Battle of Florida. Okay. At some point. Yeah, fair enough. But I would also love to see the Leafs somehow get out of round one. I don't know why. I think I like the GM. That's why. You will be in the absolute minority. I know. But it's just like people are just talking about it like it's already done. And you're like, guys, this is pro sports. Like we literally just watched Montreal at like an 85 point pace go to the Stanley Cup final. Nothing is automatic. And everyone's like, no, no, no. Nothing we know will happen in sports. That's true. Except that we know the Leafs will lose in the first round. So just to prove everyone else wrong, I'd love to see them win around. But it's not even just the first round. It's that it would be Boston. Oh, it's perfect. That Boston, it would be, Toronto again? Like right into the scar tissue. That that whole mm. first round thing would be hanging over them to begin with. Oh, and it's Boston? Even I though, mean, you could exercise all the demons or just completely fall right into like the fear of your greatest traumas. Like it's, it's, it's beautiful. I, I think least Bruins would be magic. Although if you take a step back, if you're Toronto, You'd rather play the Bruins. wouldn't you rather play the Bruins than the Lightning? Like, of course you would. But yet it'd be, you know, by all means play the Bruins. Now, the problem, I think, right now, no, he still would have Battle of Florida. Okay, good. The thing about Boston is I don't feel like they've been a juggernaut this year, right? They've, it's been Sway Dog and been Rask came back. Here Bergeron's been hurt. Marchand's been uh, suspended. And all. they got 40 wins. You know what's been – we look back. They were on the outside looking in at the end of November. Detroit had the last playoff spot. Now, games played were not even, but Olmark got off to a poor start. The Rask thing didn't work early in the new year, his his return to the league. Swayman has come over and taken that crease. DeBrusque has gotten right. He was awful first third of the year, last year, whatever. Like He's been better of late. And I think Taylor Hall's been all right there. And now they go add Hampus Lindholm, secure the left side of the top pair. Mm-hmm. That's a better team than it was the first half of the year, as long as that perfection line's healthy. You saw it last night, three from Pasta. That was without Bergeron. Somebody texting in, yeah, but what's their points percentage? See, I feel like they're taking a run at you there. No, that is exactly, uh, actually, it's a good point by that man. Yeah. They're not past them in points percentage. Yeah, but what about at the end of the year? It's still, yeah, don't worry. (laughs) What are we doing now? Because it's a weekend now. You know what I'm going to say? Fire. Go uh, have a weekend. I'm going to see you. I am going to see you. Are you excited or like are you full? It's Friday. You've had a lot. It's five days in a row of me. My wife said to me last night. (laughs) You are the only one who would be like not excited to go and take go with your kids and family to a Flames game. You're the only guy. I said, I'm, I'm fine. I'm, 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 I'm fine. I'm just not, it's not gushing. My kids are like, this is sick. We're going to the games. Yeah, we're going to get to a game. It's, you know, Friday. I get very sleepy. It's the end of the work week for me on Friday. Don't you know? I've lost the, you know, the sleep. I'm sleeping. Who's coming? Friday. How many people? All of them. Oh, wow. All right. I'm excited. And you get to see Mother Teresa and uh, the Unabomber. Yeah. Isn't that good? Unless uh, I don't get emailed the tickets, which would be unfortunate. Then I just have to stay home and watch it on TV. But that we'll sounds see. like what you want to happen. I feel like you have to check your spam. Have a say. fine weekend, everybody. We will be back on Monday. Flames Talk. Ryan Pike from Flames Nation coming in. Also, deep dive on Jacob Pelche, 935. Uh, we will uh, check in on his incredible AHL rookie season. What you want to talk about brought to you by Calgary Lock and Safe. Operate your locks with the touch of your phone. Upgrade to smart locks with Calgary Lock and Safe. Visit calgarylockandsafe.com. We'll see you, buddies.